Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, that's Josh Bennett, that's Cecil Peters, and we are together, the golf guys. Cheers. Cheers, boys. That's right. We're going to be uh, live Tuesdays, chilling. What do you got there, Jish? It's, uh, it's called Rogue. Dare Mighty Things IPA. It's an Eau Claire, Wisconsin local beer. Okay. Nice. Don't, be too, don't be too jealous. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Mountain okay. Standard. What is that, Eric? Is that Fargo beer? It's, it's Fargo Colors, isn't it? No, no, no. This is uh, Odell. Oh. So I think out of Fort Collins, yeah. I'm on my Surly Furious still. Yeah. I love Always. These. They're delicious, but they're expensive. Those look, those look disgusting. Are, they're kind of gross, but they're like, after you just get addicted to them. You can't get used normal. to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. Hey, what up? Oh, forgot to mention. Oh, we, we do have a T-shirt we're putting out to the world. Did you see that one, Cecil? Yeah, I did actually. I didn't. I didn't look into it too thoroughly, but I saw you posted it there. So yeah, so we're each year right around the Masters. We like to we like to make a T-shirt. It's fun. It doesn't cost you much more than what it costs you. About it's twenty five bucks. Big yeah, twenty five so bucks cheap. a T-shirt. You could. It just says golf guys. It's in white and letter white letters. Blue shirt. Um, basic shirt the more people that order it the more or the less it costs for everyone so it's like one of those group things so because truly it was just like eric and josh and i were like well we want a shirt so yeah if other people do too great it's cheaper for us hey if more than one other person other than us four gets one that's a that's a win that's exactly. a victory i know it will um who would want one but i don't know someone might eric are you gonna yeah. order one God damn it. He's legally obligated. He has to. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. And now we have a $20 listener league. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I found it. I guess we went with the, like, kind of the, what is it? Tahiti blue kind of style. I think it looks like it's just to make the guy look extra tan, which is a good call. That's what we want. It might be right. And it's fun. Um, we have a listener league that's going to now be $20 to enter. <laughs> Really weeding out the weeding out the losers of that one. And then uh, only 20 people can get in there. So you got to get in there fast. That's the listener league. You got to be able to find the link somehow. I think you got to be in our Discord channel. We'll figure that out because we can't do these 100 people contests where they don't fill and we're begging people on Twitter. That's a pathetic scene. <laughs> up, I mean, come on. That's terrible. I hate those people that do that. And we became those people. So we're never going to do that again, are we? <laughs> we're done. Now we're the fucking idiots who have it filled before the show even airs, so that's almost worse. But hey. <laughs> that's true too. Good point. I, Good point. Yeah, because it and is full. Yeah, but I did get in. I did make it in. I never really try anymore. Okay, Pretty go sure. go for the ad read, Eric, because we got we got an ad to read. Because we're sponsored by Manscaped. Golf guys on the Fantasy Golf Pod Network is brought to you by Manscaped, as you've heard on a weekly basis. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. And let me tell you, this thing works. Over 4 million men worldwide trust Manscaped, and so do I. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code, all one word, golfguys20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get it. You know who else is a Manscaped man? Yeah, say it. Pat Mayo. <laughs> he's got something new. I actually heard maybe we'll get to it in what we listen to, but he's he's pumping like the creams and the full body stuff. I know. I'm jealous. They said that we were going to be able to get those products and pump those, yeah. and he got them first because he's bigger and better. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> we are the Golf Guys program on Tuesday nights. We're live on YouTube. You can go over there and chat along. That's probably the only place we're going to see your chats. If you're doing it on Twitter, I'm sorry. Can't see them. But they should you. fix yeah. that. Why do they let you stream to Twitter if they don't let you see the comments? I'm not sure, actually. That's a good. Point. I just don't think they could figure it out. Too many options now. Yeah. Why do they let you stream to Twitter? Oh, oh. Look at that. Whoa. Oh, okay. He's watching on Eric's, trying to, Eric's trying to find the, the comments. I like no, it. He's trying to figure yeah. out who's commenting. Well, that's fine. You can comment on uh, Twitter. Maybe and Eric will see it. Uh, but did you consume yeah. any content this week? That's what we kind of start the program off with each week. It's been a real quick one that we kind of started today. So because of the players, should we get the players out of the way? Should we talk about the fact yeah. that Daniel Berger was pissed off at, uh, Hovland and you had another controversy. There's more uh, drama with Paul Casey's ball landing in a little ball mark. I mean, we had some drama. Should we talk about those two topics? Because I know uh, Josh was getting some Twitter buzz going. Oh my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> Josh! Did well, you you firing people up again? Yeah, I, dude, I, loved I was again. firing people up. Yeah, uh, what I don't I don't even remember what it was the week before, but this week it's the uh, <laughs> the dividend the fairway thing. So I, I think I think Eric is a little fired up too. We, I don't really understand the why why that can happen, and you just like, oh no, he's got to play out of that. I mean, even though it's like super obvious that like that's very rare, and that you should not have to play out of that. Like, it just, right. it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the argument against it, like changing the rule, is that. Okay, so that's obvious. Like when he get, he's in a divot like that or a ball mark like that, people will cheat that. It, yeah, that the argument is so there's going to be gray area. So if you change it for like a divot, for example, you're like a you're basically divot, how can you tell like if something the yeah. sandfield divot or not when it gets like close to the grass growing in? So I get that. People, but, people would treat it, and I think they would go. This is obviously the very like most extreme. It would go, but it would basically be like you're playing lip clean place every shot. You'd be like, oh yeah, it's an. Somebody like, did. Uh, you could push somebody it did like, offer oh, yeah, that up. Debit. Like, like that's so, basically somebody what it offered that up on my on my Twitter. They said uh, <laughs> just, just if you're in the fairway, just pick it up and place it. Because you know what people like to do in golf, they like to cheat, just like Daniel Berger trying what to get mean? a better drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a gentleman's game, Cecil, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I guess is so. Is it supposed to be? You know what actually annoys me the most about that, though? Is all one? the people, the Daniel Berger one, mm-hmm. all the people on Twitter who throw like that picture of the shot tracer, they throw up the video and they're like, it clearly crossed over here. Like, first of all, I don't know if you watch those closely when the shot tracer hits, but you can see the ball going. That line's not exactly right no, where the ball yeah, is. You see it's the not. ball. Like, time, yeah. If you watch it on 17, you can see the ball go and you can see the line. Like it's pretty good, but it's not exactly. So it's not like that's where the ball was at that exact time. Like that's just a draw line. You could easily Photoshop that wherever you want. It's a different angle. You don't know like exactly how the ball's curving, like how much curve it has on it. Like, right. 
Like, don't pretend like you're like, oh, yeah, Berger was right. He got screwed. You don't fucking know. I don't know. But Martin's no was trying knows. to figure it out. Martin's tweeted about it. Did you? Nice. Yeah, I was a little, I don't know. I got, I got worked what up. Was your, what was your call? What did you think? Well, we just have we have all this like data and information and technology. You think you'd think there'd be a, a a way to fix that problem to instead of having the golfers, you know, put on that display of arguing arguing against. I love that was awesome. Yeah, it was kind of boring. It was a little bit like they made it sound like it was way more exciting. Like nobody really got heated. Berger just kept like complaining to the rules official, like right. I'm going to take it, but it's a bad like the Joel Damon and. Uh, Hovland already gone, and he's like, I'm going to take it, but it's a bad drop. It's like, yeah, dude, we get it. You think it's a bad drop. <laughs> but I love that the rules official was just like, you know what, guys, I didn't see it. And I do this with my kids all the time. I'm like, I don't fucking know what happened. I didn't see it. You guys figure it out. If there's a problem, I'll just shut off whatever you guys are doing or whatever you're doing. Like, it's just done for everybody. So figure it out. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's weird that they said uh, that <laughs> they, they touted every shot's live. You can see every player's shot live, blah, blah, blah. And then the rules official says we don't have video evidence of this. We and we didn't get video. Of, and we didn't get video of the albatross. For the albatross either. Yeah. Did you see? Was there video of it? I, I didn't see it. No. I no, or I would have put it on Twitter for sure. What the fuck? <laughs> what a fucking scam! ESPN Plus is then. Everything oh, probably. I didn't buy it. I, I decided not to. Oh well, you're missing out. Actually, ESPN now, Plus has been amazing compared to the. They other. probably. I assume that if the weather was actually nice, they would have got more cameras and shit out. Maybe they just couldn't, but true. You know. Oh, yeah. That's but true. I also do love the people complaining. Like, come on, I don't know who works the cameras or who's doing that, but there's a good chance that some of those people were just like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out." They pulled the Billy Horschel, <laughs> and they're like, "We're not going out." <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about pulling a Billy Horschel and withdrawing in a second because that's what Josh loves to talk about, and that also was something that got his Twitter tweeter going. Uh, but the content that we consumed, Martins, um, wanted to talk to you specifically. What have you noticed about industry content providers lately? I mean, in, in general, I mean, because you've been consuming content in the DFS industry since pretty much day one. And I think overall, we, I've concluded that it's all a waste of time and that you truly don't need to listen. Like, what's the real appeal to all of those shows that run down the DraftKings board. What's the appeal? Is there still an appeal, Eric? Like Fantasy Golf Insider was like important like years ago. Like we you like needed to hear it almost. I don't know. I felt that way at least. Have I changed? Has the industry changed or what's going on with content? Well, the format of all these programs that we've been following for many years, they haven't changed. That's I think maybe what mm -hmm. is, is the is the problem? But for the person not who you know the, the people that are watching this program, I have no idea. But we've decided that we don't need people to tell us who to click, and that's just all they do. And it and that's fine. There's occasionally Mayo's kind of a funny guy, you know. And if he gets pissed off, or you know, or if he has some side comments or whatever. But but yeah, oh, those, he's super uh, organized. Like his show. Oh is yeah, I know. And like, you know, people like their routine. Don't forget about the fact that like, you know, I, I did it for a long time. Like, you know, like, oh, I was doing my workout. I'm listening to this one. Then mm -hmm. it came out. Then this next one comes out. You get you get a circulation names when you don't know what the fuck's going on because these people are touting like strokes gain. What is this? Do these guys have degrees in like math and shit? Like that's what you're thinking. Like it's it's like kind of confusing almost. But then when you, you know, 
start to realize the truth of the matter is that golf is very unpredictable sport. So it's, you know, again, new people, I bet new people are, are, are the continual, you know, adding the view. Yeah. The loop, you know, whereas like, and the, and the loyal people, there's always the loyal people too, but loyal, loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Loyal. yeah Cause you get the personality. Yeah. You feel like, you know, Tambo. It's gotta be, it's gotta be entertainment, right? Like for me, when I was a kid, I was a big sports talk radio guy. As soon as I like discovered the local AM, yeah. like Love Calgary it. sports talk radio station. It was like, I listened to that not all day, but all the time. Like whenever <laughs> it was in my room, it was on, it was on all the time. So now this is like the golf podcast and the different hockey podcasts. I listen to that's like my, my sports talk radio. Right. So am I getting anything from it two, three years ago? Absolutely. Now everything that they say, it's not that they're saying anything different. It's just that I've kind of, I now know how to get that information. Like I now have fantasy national. I know, how to, I know all the information I can find. There's no new courses. There's no new tournaments. So everything about the Valspars, like, oh, there's five bar threes. Yeah, dude, I've known that for three years. Like, this isn't new. Like, it's all the same stuff. Maybe a quick little reminder every year, but it's just as long as you can make it entertaining. Like, I'll sit and listen to it. So hence why the story, the shows like Pat Mayo and Jeff, that always, no matter what, every single week, that's one that I'm listening to. I don't give a shit who they pick. I don't give it. I don't care what they talk about. It's entertaining, right? Like that sports yeah. talk radio for me. And then if and, you get a little value out of it, sure. But am I making any money off of tailing their picks? No. Sometimes I wind up on the same guys. Sometimes I don't. But just entertain me. That's all I care. And on a side note, I just want to add this. It's funny because I, I also did like a – I'd pay for like, you know, access to some information on a site. I'm not going to name the name, but it was funny because this person was reading the like – Course Stuff that you can preview, get the course preview yeah. on the free podcast that was also paywalled. And once I discovered yeah, that, awesome. that's when I was that's when I was like, okay, no more paying for anything anymore. Yeah. And I'm not gonna name who it was because I like him. He's a good good guy. <laughs> no, that's just how the industry Twitter. works. They make you feel FOMO. Is that right, Jish? Are people wising up to that though? Because I think people are. I think they're realizing, like, especially in DFS golf, because like in football, I feel like Adam Levitan might actually have an having information i don't or like is smarter than me at knowing football names but for golf i can know as much as i can know where can you know we'll get to where we can take it your kid your kid can make a team and still beat you yeah see that's the problem whereas, in golf. whereas if Terrible. if you know any if you know nfl like you're yeah. that's not happening yeah so then do we need this model do we need a model don't we josh <laughs> maybe you know i i I a good one. I think you and I have talked about this a few times. I think what people are really looking for, and I think they're looking for two things. One is exactly what Cecil said. It's just do something that makes me smile, makes me laugh, entertain mm -hmm. me. That's why I watch stuff. That's why I started watching you guys when you guys started. You guys drink beers, you have a good time. Eric slams his laptop down every once in a while. It's fun. <laughs> like let's yeah, I like the episodes where that. Eric leaves. Those are funny. <laughs> exactly, and the and then the other reason that people take in content is they just want to, people to one give them names, but yeah. I think the other thing they want is to the names that they're given to confirm names that are already in their head. Yeah, mm. I like mm. that. You know what? So, you know what I don't like. You know what I find really gross. Gross is a weird word to use for that. When we go from talking about the actual golfers to just talking like I hate when they talk about the game theory. Like for me, the point of the pod for me, the point of the podcast is to like talk about the players, the golf. And then as a 
human with a brain, you can use that information yourself. Oh, you I see. Yeah. Now it's, it gets so backwards, right? Where they talk about, okay, this is a great player. He's awesome. He does this. He should get fourth place here, top four or better. But I'm not going to play him because 25 other, yeah. 25% of everybody. Else. You've been like, saying that for so long. Yeah, that pisses me. That drives me crazy. Yeah. So dogs are barking because that means we're going to move on to the next topic. The next yeah. topic would be the best way to play PGA DFS because we already know that this is roulette. This is the most roulette out of all of them. Industry experts and people that are at the tippity tip top of the PGA DFS uh, content biz agree now. They're coming around. They're saying it's Plinko or whatever that tweet. Our was. guy Wiley tweeted about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. What did he say? So yeah. So people are knowing this. We've known this, Eric. We've done this. We've talked about this. We've done the quarter arcade for twenty lineups. Graduated to the one dollar, and then we tried our hand at three dollar twenty lineups, and we realized, well, fuck. This is all the same. It's all roulette, and each and every week stuff happens that it's just like hilariously unpredictable and it's not even fun then at that point. So then we've kind of switched. We've moved towards the $5 single entries. We've we maybe even used the Albatross $12 one. We've gone up to 15 bucks in the PME. We're doing things. Yeah. It's Kino, which is a game of chance basically. Yes. So I mean, I like making lineups and having fun and building lineups and that's like the fun of it. So I don't want to just build one. And then be done and having like amazing tilt and FOMO for guys that I should have just, you know, had a couple lineups for. But I'm also like, I'm I, I'm not trying to be in the lotteries that are some of these contests. So it's like, I like building lineups and I want to have different lineups. But then I fear that I'm going to have the wrong lineup in the wrong contest. And it's just not fun. How do you guys play DraftKings golf? Because like, is there a way, a good way to play to cover yourself? Josh, I I personally play to to win the, to win the lottery. This I almost this is how I convinced you, Chad, to play multiple lineups in the Millie Maker this week. I almost did. I did one. I almost talked into it. I I just play for fun, and if I lose, whatever. I'm not playing for anything that's life life changing losing. But yeah. I am dumping money in just in the random one and however many chance millions, billions, whatever it is that. Something hits, then great. Then then I got life changing money too. So it's it's fun, but then you also get the sweat that you know, what if something cool happens? I mean, I'm not I'm not playing contests out here to try and triple my money. I don't really care. I'm okay. I'm just the violent trying, trying, trying to catch game. a comma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, so yeah, five, you kind of play that way. Yeah, so I would say it to Josh's point too, like the five or six times a year you do go into Sunday with like that little bit of a thought in the back of your head, like, hey, you know what? If everything goes right today, like, could be a good one. Like, those are fun. Yeah. Like, it usually doesn't work out. Maybe one or two times a year it does, and that's awesome. Uh, the way I've been playing lately is I find I play better. So I do. You guys know what carbon contest is? It's run. It used to be the. Oh, it yeah. used to be the yeah. It used to be like the Gups Corner Cup where he had that season long thing, and now it's gotten actually pretty big. There's a bunch of different leagues, so I play in that. It's 144 people. It kind of simulates like the race for the FedEx cup. But I find yeah. if I play that, it keeps me playing one lineup because I don't want to play. I don't like playing three and then having like my worst lineup in that. So I really try to hone in on one lineup. So it forces me to do that. I don't want It's only 144 people. And that's like the contest that I'm kind of focused on. Mm. And I mean, <clears throat> I put it in everything else, but that's kind of 
I base my week on trying to win that 140 okay. whatever person contest. So I don't go crazy. I don't play a bunch of stupid plays like I have done in past years where I'm trying to play like three 1% guys in a lineup just because I think it'd be funny to win with them. Okay. So I find if I focus on, I want to get my six guys through the cut. I want to place in the top 10 out of that 140 person contest. And then at the end of the year, I usually have a pretty good year. And I find I have played years where I wasn't in that con in that contest. So then I just do whatever, something different every week. And I usually find I have bad, bad years. So this year has been not bad because I'm in that. I'm kind of trying to focus on putting, just building a good lineup. Don't worry about the ownership. Don't worry about playing some fucking idiot at 1%. Right. That's how that's how I've been doing it this year. Eric, do you are you still entering twenty lineups in the short game? Are you doing that? Are we done with that, or did you keep doing that? I mean, I did this week because I, I went all in a Webb Simpson, and that did not pan out right. as, uh, as, as as how I you know it was it was kind of a heart play, you know, and that's that's the thing. I gambled. I take some statistics into consideration, but that was more of a heart play. I, I was kind of rooting for Webb, like. I like sometimes when these guys come back from not playing for a while, but that didn't work out. And I, I don't know. You were going to ask me <laughs> if, if doing all in, and it's probably like well, cause, okay, to- Eric's the, the, his, his. You've been doing a little. Uh, hey, what the hell? This price is wrong. Uh, here's a video of this golfer doing an amazing shot. Like, you might as well click him this week because this guy's going to be awesome. And like your tweets are funny. And so that's like <laughs> your shtick where you're going to go all in all 20 lineups in that particular contest includes one name. And then if that guy kind of like does well, Wait. you might be more likely to win money. But we've talked about this. You've, you've gone all in on the, <clears throat> on the top price guy and you've gone all in on a 6k guy. We've kind of experimented with this. What up? Sweet spot, sweet spot. Grab a beer. Come on in. But yeah, so do you do you have any takeaways for going all in, or is that smart? Do you think you should do less of that? I mean, these are lotteries, so I don't know. You're you're all about fun too. So has it been fun? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it wasn't fun last week. It's fun when it when it kind of works out, or at least they makes make the fucking cut. Um, but you you shouldn't do a six K guy. You shouldn't do a seventy six hundred dollar web that we haven't seen in a month. But Paul Casey was in the seven K range too, and he would have made way more sense to go on. I don't know why I didn't go that route. Paul Casey, Paul Casey doesn't have your heart, man. That's why. Oddly enough, he does though. And does so, he? yeah, yeah he's, he's, I've got a few of these guys that are in my heart, but, but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. We, we determined this a long time ago that the all in play is that like mid ish eight K. I like, I like that. I like, if you are making 20, I like to have like one or two all in guys. I do like that. It's just, then you, I mean, yeah, then you know, like, and there's a couple guys that you like know for sure you're rooting for. Like, if you have a bunch of lineups, sometimes it's like, well, I want to cheer for this guy, but he's going to hurt my other lineup. So it's that way you have a couple guys where it's like, no matter what, you're cheering for wet. And then I only have to star one guy on the PGA, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I started, I've started this year not starring people, and I just like scroll and find <laughs> starring. them. Starring. <laughs> I just, no, I just don't use it. Like, I don't highlight anybody. And then you pop it open and you scroll and it's like, sometimes I'll, I'll miss them. And then I, I'll go through and I was like, fuck, like the guy was at minus one and I'm almost at the bottom. Like, where is he? And then it's like, he doesn't do show you ever, like, oh, fuck, I, I missed him. He's at minus two. We're good. You <laughs> ever do the bit where you, uh, or you start at the bottom of the leaderboard and scroll up? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking Lutely. What up, Darbo? There he is. Cheers, hey guys. here. Everybody, we're on YouTube. This is also on Spotify or iTunes. So we have to, say things because otherwise people can't see them 
because they're listening to it in their cars or something. So Eric Darbo, we're popping in. We're doing beers. What's up, guys? How you doing? What do you think about my all-in? Is that a bad move? Probably bad move. You You asking me? Yeah. Yeah, Statistically, in a 20 contest or a 20 lineup. Dude, I love it. Dude, what about 150? I'd love it if it's for 150. Like that's. <laughs> Do you have that. a take on that? Because Darbo, you probably would know if that's statistically sound. I actually just had a conversation with one of my subscribers about this. I think if you're only doing 20 lineups, the best chance of you finding perfection—that's obviously what I like to try to, you know, whatever right. go for—is to go all in on like three to four golfers, and Ooh. then just try to randomize your your two. Ooh. random you know the the God, tail end that. of your lineup. oh you need to go all in 2.0 eric and it's yeah you're going Jesus. in on a core four or a uh triplets and each week you have the you have like or the twins or like now, you do something more than just one you go two or three now mind you you're gonna lose like 90 percent of the time and right. you're gonna lose really bad really huh. bad well that's the point well, well but if you're only playing for 20 bucks who cares mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want your chance to win some money, so you like to see green screens, you would want to just completely randomize your whole player pool for each lineup. Right. So that gives okay. you the better chance of winning, you know, a dollar, you know, so you can see one green number on your on your DraftKings screen. But it's all up on how you how how do you want to play? Correct, right. dude. Yeah, we, we don't care how you play. Actually, uh, actually, we do care how Darbo. We haven't talked to you about how you play yet. Um, do, do you? Do you have like a set way that every single week and you've done this for a long time? Or are you still kind of experimenting each week and doing something different? Or how's your routine go? Yeah, everything's trial and error. But I, the, the, the best way for me to create the perfect lineup is to do 100 unique lineups. Like I'm not going to okay. do, you know, uh, I might do a core of like two or three golfers or whatever and put them in like four different lineups or something like that. But um, for me, I think it's just... I'm going to maximize the chances of me winning and I'm going to follow my process because I'm like, to me, I feel like I'm more likely to hit the perfect lineup building unique lineups. I know it sounds weird, but for yeah. Me, well, I, the more, obviously yeah, the more you, you want more bullets. Yeah. Have, yeah. So. Okay, cool. Well, that's fun. Especially, okay. So for you, I got one quick question for you Eric, yeah. before we go. Do you care more about, like about having the lineup that wins a bunch of money or is it more like a mental thing where you just for your own personal satisfaction you just want to find like that perfect lineup just for your own be like i fucking did it i found it because i kind of feel like i kind of feel like even if it was in a free contest and you found the perfect one you'd be like fuck yeah i got it you check it off your list i you know what i would you're right i absolutely would if if it was that way it would be like i hit the optimal it was all through the process that i did it's perfect but i will say this if I win the Millie Maker and it's not the perfect lineup, also wouldn't be pissed. I'm yeah. Still super 100%. happy, <laughs> you know. Like... Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, do you <laughs> enter the Millie Maker? I had a ticket, so yeah, I entered one. Okay. Because we were talking I about we debated into playing it. Yeah, we debated like a text thread, Eric and Josh and I for a minute. Well, on... plus if you're in it, if you're in it too, Chad, then you can at least like. You don't have to ask somebody like, "Hey, who's leading the millimic?" Nah, no, no, check for yourself. Yeah, it's true. You just pay. I paid. See, the so tax. Chad, Chad had, uh, I, I guess I won't even say how much money he had in, but he no, had I a lot of money in, oh, and he said he didn't have one lineup to potentially win a million dollars. Like he, <laughs> well, he, he didn't, didn't have like anything. ten bucks in. He had a lot no, of money, and then three hundred bucks I had, and I didn't want to put it any towards a millimaker because I thought those were a waste yeah. of money. 
and they are. Well, they are, but the, who cares? Oh, it is for sure. Yeah. So then I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not playing in the Millie Maker." And then you guys were like, "Or no?" Martin's kind of agreed and was like, "Oh, good he idea. Was. Yeah, fuck that!" And then Josh was like, "This is my you chart. will lose." <laughs> blah blah blah. So then I made three lineups, and they were all randomly terrible. And I was like, "These are the most <laughs> randomly terrible lineups I could make. This is the best way to play DraftKings on the Millie Maker." And then like I came to my senses. I don't know what it was. It was like 10:30 at night. I was like, "This is a waste of money." Yeah, unclick. So I like undid it, and then I went back in nice. and finished and did one. Wow, Chad, nice. do you ever put twenty dollars into like a, a a major pool or anything like that to like win it At all? In my office, I've done that over the years, but not really. What's the difference of that in a milli maker? Like one entry. Well, true, true, but I know that the way that you have to play the milli maker is you have to be stupid, and then so what happens is is like. Then or you don't be stupid and you be smart, and then one of your lineups is amazingly good somehow, and it's random, and then you're like, "What? I could have used that in the Millie Maker. Why didn't I do that?" And so I, I don't, I can't live with myself. So then I'm making these big lineups that, or I make three that are all terrible. And what will happen 100% of the time is that one from each lineup is is awesome, and I'm like, I hit the nuts on, on that one guy in that lineup, hit the nuts on that one guy in that lineup, and hit one nuts. And then it's like, if I kind of just come together on all those, so that'll just make me mad the whole time. And I'm just so, like, why did I spend Do you obsess over the, a small lineup more so than just putting together like a, a pool of players that makes sense? Uh, totally, yeah. Like, okay. so I used to do the pool of players that makes sense, and then I used to make lineups off of that, and then I wouldn't care. Like, I'm just like adding, mm-hmm. my, you know, I'm just pulling it and throw it in. But now that I'm doing these single entries, and I'm almost using like. I've been using 12 or 11 or 10 guys even. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then, and I'm just mixing and matching. That's kind of the new. I find, I find it's usually pretty easy to settle down on one lineup. Like sometimes I'll have like two, like maybe one or two players where it's like, I kind of got like a two V two or a one V one that I'm kind of picking. Between. <clears throat> but usually I find I can settle on like the three or four main guys I really want. And then you kind of just fit in the rest. Okay, well, should we talk about golf betting? Because we do, we're uh, yeah, we fucking joined actually. By, we're joined we're by, by a golf betting by DFS, but I don't know if you, you bet on golf, but uh, we have an expert on golf betting here. His name is Cecil Peters. <laughs> you know, yeah. bet so on let golf. me tell you guys, let me tell you guys about this new strategy I got. So, <laughs> talk strategy? to my guy. So, this is how I used to bet golf, this is how I did it last year. Usually, pick two or three guys bet them and then lose. I think I won two outrights last year. But overall I was up because I didn't bet that many. Well this year I'm not winning any. So that we had our guy Jeff on last week. Yeah. Jeff knows. So Jeff's like he's got nine players on his card. Yeah. So and you guys kind of go to yeah you guys kind of goaded me into it. You're like, well why don't you just do nine and see what you can do. So I was like, all right, I'll fucking do nine players. No problem. You want me to read you? This is the list of players I bet on. The, your Patrick. players were so bad, other than the one. No, name. dude, get the fuck out of here. Doesn't matter. Patrick Cantley, <laughs> twenty-three to one. Terrible. Whatever. Rory McIlroy, twenty-four to one. Whatever. Barely made the cut. Sanjay M, forty-four to one. Sucked. Was he even in the Billy tournament? Horschel? Billy Andrew. Horschel, forty-nine to one. Quit. Shane Lowry, forty-nine <laughs> to one. Not bad. That's fine. George Spieth, fifty-four to one. Shit. Corey yeah, Connors, fifty-nine to one. Looked okay at times. Yeah, we're not bad. Yeah. Tony Finau, 79 to 1. I don't even know if he played. Bad. But that's only eight. Nine. Cameron Smith, 39 to 1. Boom. That's a winner. 39. Easy. That's a great number on him, too. Easy. Like yeah. I had nine options. And I could pick all below 100 to 1 as per the rules that yeah. you guys set out. 
fucking easy. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm on a heater this week. Yeah, I've won in three straight events. No shit. I'm probably going to win in 10 straight events doing this. <laughs> it's not that hard. One for cool. one. I know. It was and easy. Then... And the best part, you know how long I spent making this list of players? I did it the next morning. I just went through. I ran through the odds, and I just picked nine guys. And I'm going to do that again this week. Did you do like it Imagine. Yet? No, I haven't even looked yet. Imagine okay. if I do this and I put some time in, I'll probably hit two winners. <laughs> you could hit two winners the, event. the, same, the same week. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention, I, I, as far as I can tell, I'm the only person who sent out a tweet, 200 to 1. I specifically mentioned not, not financial advice, but Arnabon Lahiri, 200 to 1. The guy was in the fucking lead. He almost won. So I can't that even believe it. How did you think I will say... Because it's fuck, he's fucking awesome. He was in first place and he's 201. I will say this so these nine players or whatever that I bet on, I didn't even honestly like I love that I won just to prove a point. It wasn't even exciting, like it wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't like, oh, I did such a great job. No, did you even win any money? It didn't even matter because. I bet nine guys. It's not even like I got that good of a return. It was basically the equivalent of winning like a three-way hockey parlay. It wasn't even that exciting. Like when I no, so, when I win, so, like, like when I like to like, win golf, it's like I want to get it fifty times my money back. I got like yeah. I had nine guys, so I got like four times my money back. I didn't or run six the times, times. Like fuck off. It wasn't even exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then what, what's so, your? I, don't know, uh, what's I, don't, your I could probably hit a winner for ten straight weeks doing this. And I'd probably go back to doing it the same way. But if I do go 10 in a row and the money's rolling, maybe I'd be like, all right, we'll just keep going. But no, it, it just depends wasn't on the number of – if you get a 100-to-1 guy like two times in a yeah. row, that changes everything. That, yeah. But not to mention, I had Cam Smith, of course, and then I had the Arnabon, which I wanted way more because that would have been way no, better. No, 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 no. It's boring when everybody else wins at the same time. It's like, yeah, everybody else was on Cam Smith too. Like, fuck off. True. If I was the only one on Arbon, that'd be awesome. It would be. So that was who I was rooting for. So in the end, I was disappointed with how the tournament ended up, <laughs> even though we hit 39 to 1. Okay. So I still don't know how I feel about this, but I'm doing it again. Well, you have to. This is the new rule because if you don't I'll do it. Hit, I'll, let's do it right now. If you, you don't hit 5 out of 10, you have to stop bullying the Twitter towers. Yeah. That give cards that. that are egregious. Now the egregious five cards, weeks in, I'll have free reign to go. They're fun. They, they, I yeah. I like to bet a lot of guys. Okay, I'll I do it. Pretty much, will bet as many it. as my characters will fit on my. Tweet. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> All right. So if I have like a you know a short name that week, then maybe I can fit another yeah. guy. But okay. Eric, by the end uh, of this show, I will have my. Nine yeah, get guys. us your nine guys by the end of the show. We need to also ridicule yeah. your lineup as well. I'll do it right now. To, yeah, we'll make you decide. Oh, I got to Eric, uh, in the past, you've ranted and raved about how uh, you and I have come into DraftKings and golf betting potentially to supplement our fandom of golf. Whereas some of the industry people or some of the people that are on Twitter may have stumbled upon golf being gambling addicts. So then now they're in. They're doing they're doing things that we're doing. Things are different than what we do. Can you talk more about that? Do sure, you know I can. Add, add do you know what I'm talking about? As I know. Far exactly, as like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I can. 
are the overall theme of 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 this podcast over the years once we started to see the light was <laughs> don't gamble more than you can and and also all of you people that don't like to watch golf go fuck off like like we we started this as like actually we, we truly I've been following the PGA tour for decades now in various capacities and you know technology has changed where you know this past week you watch every shot and and uh you know 20 years ago you know we were just watching tiger dominate which is fantastic but yeah i i think that's kind of what chad was was getting at to a certain degree but i i think i'd like to hear more about about golf betting from from cecil and his card. like what's your card gonna look like well okay oh, no no oh, so well, hold on hold on <laughs> He's going to give us his card. All I'll say is that you probably, as a golf better noob, you just start with, like, I want to win $100 this week. This is, like, the, the easiest way to get going. It's not going to happen. It is, because what you do is then you go, okay, I, I have a guy I like at 50 to 1, but I want so I want to win $100 on him. $2 there. Okay, and, so you, and then so you – Mix and match in few names. So you're spending like 10, 15, maybe $20 to get six, seven names. That if one of those six or seven names wins, you get a payout of $100. You yeah, can mix like and match. You That's can get too the- complicated for me. And plus, people that usually <laughs> yeah. do that, they like to do it in units, all right? Like, we're going to risk six this points in one unit this week. And we're in for nine. Like, if we win, we get 19. And that's so, like, that's. <laughs> When if I you hit wanna, a long shot, if you want to use I your landscape discount for your unit, what are units? God damn it! If Nobody has I, answered that fucking question. <laughs> yeah, it's just a secret way of saying dollars. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> they, they convert a dollar amount. They convert yeah. a dollar amount if, and call it a unit. If I so win, some people on have a, a unit shot. as one. Some people have as one dollar. Some yeah. people have a unit as a hundred dollars. Yeah, everybody uses it differently. Well, that guy Jeff from last week, he puts out what every he put on his actual uses. dollars. I'll give him. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Do we really yeah, believe like, that though? Like, you have to believe the tw- the Twitter account. The tweets, well, but whatever. They here's tweet. the thing: it doesn't really matter. Like, like, is he buying? Anyway. Is, is he going to buy you a present with the money? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you if he don't wins care. or lose, loses. You don't care. Whatever. Well, so do you have um, advice on like top forties? Would you ever bet a top forty bet, Cecil? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why do people have that top forty? Why does that even get offered? I don't even. I I bet well bet Can I you imagine if you had a guy that like made the cut and was like, "All right, like I got a top forty locked in," and he finishes like forty third, and I was like, "Oh shit, I was gonna, I was gonna 100. return, I was gonna return thirty six dollars on twenty, like, oh, oh my god, it seems so terrible." Yeah, I know. It'd be I like the guy that. Friday when the cut happens. Like, see this top forty cash. It'd be like your Thursday Twitter guys that go on there, like already <laughs> oh, yeah. proclaiming their win. Their first <laughs> round leader. Okay, what about uh, betting top tens though? Or is that less stupid? Or is that stupid too? Because I think that might be stupid. I'm if you're really gonna bet a top ten, wouldn't you rather just bet a winner? If they're gonna top ten, they. If they're in the top ten, they well, get a chance so to this win. Is the you might Keegan as well Bradley, to win, you know. The the Keegan Bradley example is he was like eighteen to one to top ten or like something like that. And then so I picked a dollar on that, and I only oh, yeah. won eighteen That's bucks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You only put a dollar in. 
well, because I was like, Keegan's going to do this. And then so then I'm like, what if I put more? Because I'm, then I'm like, but then I put like $3 on it outright to win. So then I'm able to hedge at the end. I mean, like the whole thing is like, how do you want to bet? Is, is another thing. Like you almost have to like experiment, decide, see how you feel. Are you a live betting guy? Are you going to be around on Sunday to even find a live betting number to be able to hedge yourself out of the money that you're putting in? That's a risky move. But it's possible to do that. Are you a guy that wants to just do all outrights and then you get – do you want a card of nine guys? Do you want a card of four guys? How much money are you going to risk? Do you want all the favorites? Are you are you in love with the TPGs, the top price guys? Eric, you'd have a hard time betting because you'd be like, I want all the guys at the top because they're the best favorites. It's like, well, yeah. But this is why to- DraftKings is way easier than betting. Betting is like you got to make your own rules. DraftKings is like, guess what? Six golfers. You don't get to pick nine. You got to pick six. And you can't pick all good ones. Like yeah. betting, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Right. DraftKings is like, eliminate the choice. Here you go. Take it or leave it. <laughs> okay. Betting on golf is probably stupid overall. Because the odds on these guys are way too low for their actual odds of completely w- of actually winning the tournament. Like, this is just ridiculous. Like, they have, the, you know, JT at 11 to 1. Like, I don't know. That seems like it should actually, in reality, be like 20 to 1. <laughs> and then they should start from there. But they don't do that because they want to gouge you. Take your money. Yeah, like 11 to 1 with all the guys here seems seems tough. Like, he's the same as Hovland, Morikawa, DJ. Like, those guys are all yeah equally likely to win. Like, that's already four guys that have it. Like, he's already at 25% and you've only gone through. I've only talked about four guys and I've already whittled JT down a 25% chance to win. Dude, the other reason why golf betting is stupid is because no one knows anything and no one is reporting or asking questions about anything. All of a sudden, Hideki's withdrawing from the tournament and Josh Bennett is going to Twitter and he's tweeting about withdraws and should there be late swap (laughs) and he's getting into tiffs with people and he's going all day and he can't even do his work at work. Josh. That was was a fun time. Late swap. I I tweeted that because I saw it. Other people, multiple other people that are way bigger in this industry than any of us. Industry, I just called it wonderful. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> and they're tweeting at DraftKings saying, needs to be a late swap. It's way too, it's been way too long and all this stuff. So I, I tweeted it just for fun, just to kind of get people going because I knew people would see it. I thought you were just trying to stir the pot. Yeah, that's okay. That's exactly what I did. I didn't even, to be, I'm not even sure I'm sitting here and have an idea of what I think the rule should be. I think I have an idea, but I'm not set on anything. So I tweeted that not having any clue, and everybody just floods me with all these ideas. <laughs> None of them make any sense. None of them. I didn't see one thing that I'm like, that's the right answer. Not one. There's like 20 or 30 different ones. And so, I just came to the conclusion that the PGA Tour just has their own problem and they should fix it. That's that's what I made it come to. So I did it for fun. People came in. They got all aggressive about it. I think it's because people put a lot of money on this stuff, and that's very stupid. Very. So, so they get kind of aggressive. Yeah, and, and we, we like can't even understand. Yeah. We're like, what do you care about your $5 about? And they're like, $2,222, man. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I, I had, I had a, a handful of people send me messages, oh, the only reason you're saying this is because you didn't have any Hideki shares. <laughs> I'm like, that's right, I didn't. <laughs> but- Darbo, Darbo, you you've played DraftKings forever now, and like you know, kind of that this is part of the territory. But do you have a? Is there an actual solution? I don't. 
I don't know, like a sound perfect one. The best one I had, I had heard is you could set your, <clears throat> your backup dude. Like you can, mm. you could like select a pool of like two or three players. And if there was ever a withdraw, those players can then just be subbed into your, your lineups or whatever. I thought that was interesting because then you're, you're choosing those players as opposed to just a random, mm. you know, Ooh, the min guy or whatever, or whoever replaces them that way you're still kind of choosing it. But at that point, I also don't know, you know, I don't know if that's a perfect solution either. Or if that's even legal to do Josh, because didn't you, or someone was tweeting about, I didn't say apparently uh, Rick run good had found some legal thing about you can't late swap is like illegal if it's within the same game or something. So you can do it. So that's the other thing people were, they were comparing it to NBA and NHL and all this stuff where you can late swap all you want in that, which NBA, you couldn't for a long time. And they like test ran it on a side, uh, like a side contest for a while. Different story. Anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's all, well, I don't there's know. Just, there's just no, there's just no answer that makes it. I mean, the one that that Darwell just brought up is a good one, but then you have to think about DraftKings, <laughs> and are they really going to put the time and effort into like coding that into their system and having to their system already sucks, so now they're going to add more complication into their system? Like, it doesn't. I mean, it's it, it's a simple stuff. code. Like, it, it's not it's not difficult. Cause it's just an if and then statement, you know, if, if player withdraws from your lineup, then mm. enter this. So it's a simple code, but are they going to put the time and effort into it? Probably not. Or, the, or the money, which it doesn't seem like they have much of. <laughs> there's an assumption that they, they care. They don't care. No, they don't. Come on. Okay. So the DFS and the gamblers demands are for transparency. So then they would demand a, injury report this is something eric and i have talked about for now three years running about well what should they do about it oh my gosh should they have an injury report is that stupid because what are they going to put on this injury report i have sunburn (laughs) and i don't feel like i have a tummy ache uh my my blister is it good bad bad blister what hand is it on and we're analyzing this dude's blister are we kidding me and i think that's better though so the where are we drawing the line though? Because like I don't then, think you need to then draw they a line. have the guy that goes, My neck is really bad. And then he fucking wins. Because that happens a lot. That just happened a few weeks ago where the guy's like, I don't even know if I could swing. And then now here I am, the first round leader. And That's like, very similar happen. to the weather draw that just happened. Wasn't the 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 beneficial one the PMAM stack? And then it just got flipped on its head. Like all of us thought it was the PMAM stack, but if you just went the opposite route route, you had all the chance to win the money. So if you knew someone had a neck issue, then it's up to you. You get to make the decision. Do you want to take that risk? Fair enough. Knowing that other people aren't going to take the risk, that's where you can get your leverage. Got it. So then we are actually also wondering if why can't they have better interviews? Why can't they ask better questions? That's very easy to do, it seems. Because they're old white men that don't know how to run anything. I think the that's probably right. The and the you people, know I love that Martin. <laughs> the people doing the interviews are doing them as if they have been doing them 30, 40 years ago when this information didn't matter. Now it matters. They're, like, they're just friends with these guys now, and it's like yeah, and yeah, nothing even seems to matter to them. And or do these players need to self-report injuries better? 
do they need to tell everyone, hey, listen, like we have like a thing at five o'clock that everyone has to report what kind of injuries they've had and how many physios they've seen and like an NFL style thing. And it's just like an angry check off each week. And oh, yeah, well, did you see he's on the list? Oh, I don't know. It's a big deal. But then you have the guys like Kevin Kisner who don't give a shit about DFS players because they're not obligated to tell you anything. We have this whole industry of independent contractors not obligated to do anything. And they're also like trying to be secretive because they they kind of want to just pretend that they're confident and everything's going great. Like, why do they want to like have someone ask them, oh, how's your neck? How's your neck? How's your neck? So maybe they're trying to be secretive. They don't even want to tell you. I don't know. And that video, that video you texted about Max Homa, they're signing autographs with kids, whatever. And then Brooks Kepka is just walking by because because Brooks Kepka is a fucking asshole. He's a dick. He doesn't give a shit about fans. And a lot of these guys don't. Kevin, <laughs> you think he doesn't care, he doesn't care about fans? So the whole idea that the PGA Tour is running this sort of like, like you know, you know, they show like some players going off to like children's hospitals and doing things like this whole Brooks like outreach program. Like, it's all doing damn, dude. These these professional golfers are country club pampered fucks and and patrick Hanton was right the whole goddamn time and so yes obviously we here as gamblers who uh, you know are, are trying to you know win uh, well, we're not trying to win we're trying to not lose on on these professional golfers they do not give a shit about us let alone the kids let alone you don't whoever. know if brooks kepka has a back injury and he needs to go to the physio and get a massage because he's gonna he's gonna withdraw we don't even know that about him they so don't care can't about the autograph. he has to run away true it's annoying as fuck. Cecil, are you thinking that there's a problem here, or is this just part of the game? It's just part of the game. It seems like it'd be a, any other sport. It's basically it's like teams, right? Teams have to kind of announce their injuries because those players aren't going to be playing. And golf, it's like you either show up and you maybe the withdraw thing is a little bit annoying, where it's like they wait till the last minute. But in fairness to that player, he's probably hoping to go, and then guess what? He gets as close to his edit as he can, like DJ at the Masters, however many years ago waits as long as he can and then once he gets up there and tries to go it's like well i can't do it so we try yes, i think it's fine i think it's fine as it is you're gonna run be a reason sometimes whatever yeah i think there's got to be a reason why teams do it like there's got to be some kind of legal reason that teams report that like sure. it's either with the media or whatever and since the pga tour players are independent contractors i wonder what the pga rules are like you need to report it you know like five minutes before your tea time so we can fill it in with somebody like if you're yeah gonna make a go you know like you're gonna go tee off on one if you withdraw five minutes after that like you hit your first shot and you're like screw it i'm done you know like my neck issue from the range is just it's not gonna whatever i'm guessing they're probably there's got to be some kind of something in there like like that the, the players can't do or something along that effect and i yeah. think chad to wrap it up because I'm sure you want to move on, but I, I've always believed this, and I've argued this for a long time, is that if they, again, I go back to, if these guys actually cared about the fans, imagine the the kid that traveled from X part of the country to whatever part of the country to see their favorite golfer. And then these guys are just secretly like, ah, I don't know, whatever. Like, again, this whole, like, veneer of like oh we care about the fans and our outreach programs it's all bullshit and it pisses me off because like what if that actually happened which i i question if it's actually true but like what if there's a kid that was like dustin johnson's my favorite golfer i'm going to come out to this tournament i i actually i i spent a lot of money to get to the masters and then he took that one swing 
And then he said, fuck it. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like, put that out there. Like, I get it. Like, probably that ticket was purchased a year earlier. And, and no Well, like I say, time, every time you say you that, I say, sure. you're not raising Sam to be idolizing. No, no, I know. I know. So we already it's know a that. different sport. You're right. I mean, like, <clears throat> part of team sport. Yeah. And Screw these people. Things. We don't even care about them. The yeah. real truth, though, is there is a solution that has that affects the business of golf zero and it impacts the consumer the most. And is that is a refund. Boom. Refund. DraftKings. Refund. Betting board. Refund. If the guy withdraws and they screw you over and you had a $33 entry, refund. Start over. Go again next week. Refund. Because you know what, DraftKings? They're going to lose the money anyway. So just refund them if that ever happens. They're going to put their stuff back in next week and they're going to lose it again. Refund them. Case closed. Yeah. Very simple. So... You almost want to, re- you know, fuck it. Oh, hey, withdrew. Okay, whatever. I'll try again next week because they'll refund me. So your solution, your solution swap, is that swap. Is DraftKings pays for it? I don't think they're going to buy that. I'm just going to say they're probably <laughs> yeah. not going to do it. That solves it, though, with $0. Solves it for you. Yeah, it doesn't zero solve it for that. They have to pay you. What are you talking Draft about? DraftKings has the money to do it. Hey, well, we don't know if they do, actually. They have the money to do it because they don't do stupid shit like that. <laughs> if they did stupid shit like that, they probably wouldn't have the money to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying there is a solution that costs nothing to the consumer. Um, anyway, uh, where are we at here? Hey, We're, I got it. Uh, Chad, I got a solution if for if expensive gas prices. Just stop charging us. That doesn't cost the consumer anything. <laughs> did you see all the all the oil companies are making their biggest profits? Why Why are they allowed to do that? Yeah, that's cut terrible. their profits no, down. Say that is on. way too political for this <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think it's that DraftKings knows that if they give you the thirty-three dollars, you're going to lose it. Like it's not like I know, but it's not like it's not like gambling where if you lose it, they get all of it. Like it's just it's the rake system, right? Like whether when you play that money in, it's not like it's all going to them. You're paying, you're paying. Uh, no, I know you're. You want to be McLovin? You're giving that to McLove. Um, McLovin. All right, let's see. Last year at the Valspar, should we move on to the Valspar rosters? Did you make a lineup got, that you that you're? I, I got my betting card here. League, Darbo. I I have my optimizer up. I can I can just build one right now. Okay, so what last are, year the Corey Connors chalk. There was Corey Connors chalk. Corey Connors at this event last year almost reached thirty percent ownership. Wow. <laughs> Guess who's the second most owned? Chris. Cash game Kirk at 24% owned. Love that. Yeah, it's crazy. Sungjae, Kokrak, Palmer. Weird names because this year's tournament has a much better field, it seems like. Should we, did you uh, load up a DraftKings lineup jish thing? I got him. Who's you want to see first? Mine. Uh, I have to go put my kids to bed. Oh, Eric's. Let's ridicule him. And Mock me in front of me, and then I can go. Are you the team with DJ? Yeah, you are. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, you have a DJ lineup? I do. <laughs> yes, he I'm does. Gonna ch- I'm going to chase some things. DJ Alex Norin. Webb Simpson. He's going back to Webb. 8,300. I have Adwin, to. Harmon, and Schwab. Holy buckets. Schwab is in the model. I saw. Stumped the Schwab. He was. Schwab's been playing good. He's got two 20, top 20s or something like that. Back back. He's alive and well. Uh, you've spent all of the money and you've used DJ at the top 10 too. Why did you use DJ? That's you're just chasing that eagle, you said. 
No, I'm not chasing the ego. I'm just, I thought it was nice to see him do well. And I don't know, from what I remember about DJ, once he kind of starts to find things and care, he does. And a 10 too. That's a stupid price. Ooh, I thought so. That's what I thought too. And he was cheap last week as well. Or okay, so why Webb again? You're going back to Webb? Well, so this is what I debated, and you guys can weigh in, but every time I do this and the guy misses the cut, they come back and, and they're good. So, and we've said this before the miscut is a miscut. It doesn't matter. You go back to the guy. Sure. You like him. He's I don't Bermuda know. guy. Um, he did pop in the narratives, a few of the narratives, like for some reason, Webb is good at Bermuda courses or something. I don't know what he, but he popped in those narratives. So there you go. Go back to him. Uh, yeah. Birdie, Brian Harmon and had and Birdie, Adam Hadwin, maybe. What do we think about, uh, playing Hadwin after he gets a, a $1,400 price increase? I'm surprised by Hadwin. I love Hadwin. What a great Pete Tadwins. Yeah, of course my, you do. He's on my betting card. I play. Yeah, I bet he is. He's gonna he's win a tournament. Start. Does he yeah, care dude. enough to win? Of course, he's, he's won this thing before, man. Mm. Does he care yeah. enough to win? Okay, what a question. Does he care? What a question. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like the happy-go-lucky. He'll hit it in the water. He's like, oh, how hum. Same with Webb. <laughs> Everybody, Webb, Paul Casey. These are Eric's brand people that don't care. <laughs> what? Yeah. They care. Add Hadwin and Harmon. Harmon's the same guy. Norrin's the same guy. They're I like Norrin. What is Norrin good at? Is he good at anything? He, do, he does this before he swings. Yeah, exactly. The forward yeah. press. The damn, the goddamn, yeah, exactly. Where he moves his body. Why is he always play? priced so high? It, I don't understand. He's always like mid-8,000s. I just never know why he's – is he actually good? He's been he playing is. better. Click on him. I like him actually. All right, bye, Eric. Say out of your family. Yeah, I gotta go. Let's See go you guys. to the next Eric. Eric Darbo, who has popped in on a random <clears throat> uh, link send beer call. Yeah, I was uh, copying it from the optimizer, and I was trying to figure out how to. Uh, okay, so he starts with Xander. Uh, the spreadsheet likes Xander also, so that's good. So Josh probably agrees with that. And then you have. $9,300 answer is your second guy in. You go so, Keegan. Let no? me explain to you. Keegan. All I did was lock in Redmond for our guy, Ryan Henson, in the chat. And okay. then I locked in Xander because he was – I was just messing around with lineups before, and he was the only other one that was locked in. So the other four golfers, they're, they're just random. So Schwab and Pereira, they just rate really well in my model. And then Answer and Bradley, I just don't – it doesn't matter to me. Like those are – it's fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, five of those six. Lineup, wait, no, maybe six of those six end up on my spreadsheet as well. There I'm we not go. sure if Keegan's on there or not. I can't remember. Yeah, he is. Oh, six Keegan out of six. Because you made Keegan's fun of him, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> All right, so Mr. Spreadsheet, what's your lineup? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you're new. You're well. Darbo's also Mr. Spreadsheet, probably. But yeah, we got we got two Mr. Spreadsheets now, so we got. Uh, you can be uh, Mr. Model, actually, Josh. You're <laughs> you're Mr. Model, and your model has spit out Morikawa at ten seven. You're going to Morikawa, and you're going to Jason Kokrak, Tommy Fleetwood at ninety one. Schwab is in this one. Pereira is in this one, and Hickok. Wow. So yeah, like Hickok. Model and Kramer. The spreadsheet are coming together. They're married to Schwab and Pereira. Mito's good though. Seventy two is great. These are maybe great that's players. really good news that one spreadsheet over here and the other spreadsheet over here collide with the same names. I'd love it. Brilliant. 
Are we, right, we so got a million maker this week to play for, or what, right? Darwell? I don't know. I would. I would enter. Two hundred fifty thousand. One hundred percent exposure on Schwab and Prera. All my lineups. <laughs> what? This Jacob Gavin in the chat says his buddy's playing in the pro am with Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick tomorrow. That's kind of chill. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's a sick. tough draw. Well, tough chill. Draw. <laughs> um, I can't really make fun of this lineup too much, but Kramer Hickok seems stupid, and so does Fleetwood because is Fleetwood going to Kramer do- Hickok has oh, made Fleetwood the sucks. cut in this event two times in a row. Twice. Holy shit. Overall, ever? A 6,500. Okay, what about... It's a free, uh, it's a free space. Cecil, you want to throw your lineup in there? Yeah, I'll just read it off to you guys here. I got read it. Dustin Johnson. If you don't DJ. play Dustin Johnson this week, you're a stupid person. That's just my opinion. Maybe. I got... And then I went... Uh, we'll throw in the next guy there, Joseph Bramlett, 6,700. He's so, okay. But I, I've been good this year for not playing him. I just made this lineup right now because you guys forced me to do that, which is not right. fair. <laughs> I don't know if I'll keep him in. This seems if there is a week that I'm going to play him, it was Farmers, which I did, and then this week seems like a good one to play him too. Then I got, of course, Adam Hadwin, Keegan Bradley. I played Keegan so much this year, way more than I have ever played him before. He's good now. He's awesome. And then right now I have Kisner and Woodland. I Woodland's kind of a loser, so I don't know if I'm going to like that. But for now we'll. If if I two v two off of somebody, those are probably the guys. I te- I text Chad earlier today, confused because a lot of people are clicking Woodland, and he's like oh, in decent form, be, but yeah, he hasn't he's made a cut in this event. He hasn't made a cut in this event, even when he was good at golf. Yeah, so that's tough. We'll see. If there, like I said, if there's somebody that comes off of this, it's probably. Woodland, but like I'm not playing the guys around. I'm like I'm not playing Varner. I'm not playing Webb. I'm not playing Russell Knox. I'm not playing fucking Triangle. So how dare you say if that? I, I'm playing Triangle. If if I do yeah. take out Woodland, I'll take out somebody else too. Well, Woodland's bad. I might play Keegan. Uh, am I playing Keegan? What's my lineup, Jish? Yeah, you got Keegan. Keegan's awesome. Okay, so fucking look at this, boys and girls. I am committed to taking the top price guy. In my heart, I feel that Justin Thomas at 11000 is probably underpriced for this field, maybe, at 11000 That's weird. There should be somebody at, like, eleven four or something. I feel like, whatever. Now, Justin Thomas also sets up super well. We know Justin Thomas likes to win before he gets to the Masters. This is, like, his probably his last time out. He's kind of a little frustrated after last week. We know he can kind of go in with some angst. So, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to pay up because I'm falling in love with the $7,200 guys. Kazire, Mito, love it. And then, obviously, use this 8K range. Pepper that shit. Use Keegan Bradley at $8,400. He's in good form. He's a little bit angry about that double bogey, I think. I think he's going to come in here. He's going to play. He's played well here before. He's going. He's in amazing form. He has the game to set up for this type of shit where you don't have to be an amazing putter. You can be a good ball striker. You can have good iron play. You can do that stuff that Russell Knox and Keegan Bradley do where they hit it to five feet and they can just make enough birdies to get to eight, nine under, and they can pay off that $8,400. $8, and then Tringali, who's played well here too, likes the grass but has played poorly his last two times out, missed the cut last week, missed the cut the time out before, but he's peppered those top sevens, those top 12. Are you just? Are you ever going to admit that uh, you always come up with these reasons to play Tringali? You'd find, <laughs> you, just dive in, you just dive anywhere to find it. Can you just admit that every week 
Doesn't matter if he sucks. Doesn't matter if he wins. You're just go, you're just playing Tringali. But I don't even get it with Tringali. Like, I get it with Horschel because everybody hates him and it's Santi on the other side. But like Cameron Tringali is always super chalky. Like he's you're just playing the same idiot that everybody else plays. Everybody always plays this guy. They used to not. I like guess. Well, maybe like five years ago, but like, the guy's always he's always up there. <laughs> he's like a fourteen percent like guaranteed to be on. Yeah. <laughs> but at eight thousand, I feel like that's fair. And I really truly think that he is due. Like he he is no shit. Time. No one no one is more due than Cam- <laughs> if that's your reasoning. No one has ever been more due than Cameron Tringali. That guy's been due for fucking nineteen years. Luke List was due. Tom Hoagie was due. All these guys have been due, and I think yeah, I got Arnabon Lahiri was due. Didn't work for him. I feel like Hoagie and uh, Luke List. It, it was Same like person Tringali. It was like ten years. They yeah, were I'll, due. I'll give you that. I don't think Tringali's gotten to that ten year mark. I think you got to wait a couple more years. No, I think they're he's even worse. No, I think he, he might actually be the one for another ten years. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. And I really play the top race guy too. Like what the fuck? Are you still block did he block you, Tringali? No, Reed Reed? did. Yeah. No, but Tringali used to follow everyone back and now he he never did. Yeah. Uh you guys, next week we've got a program for you. I will tell you right now, my house is coming soon. It will be listed on the market. I am sure. I am positive there will be some content that comes from my house being on the market. My neighbor down the street, worst house, listed for 30 grand last year or whatever. He got more than my house is listed for. He got 17 offers. He got 50 showings. And this house sucks. So, like, uh, I'm nervous about what's going to happen over the weekend. You become house. a millionaire. Is what I know. I'm gonna become a millionaire. And then Are I don't have kids going to ruin it by the time people see it. I'm like, don't don't shit in the house, dog, right now. <laughs> but, save that, uh, save so, that for the new house. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week, interesting topic, the, the selling of a home from a realtor's perspective, whatever. It could be cool. could be could, some content. Thanks for joining us. Eric Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS. Follow Eric Darbo on Twitter at Sweet Spot DFS and follow his YouTube channel. How do we find that? It's Google Sweet, Sweet Spot, Spot DFS. DFS. All one go. word. All one word. And CecilPeters.com. Cecil, thanks for joining us. Always. We doing showdown this week, Chad? What's that? We got to if it's a normal, if it doesn't get rain delayed. I think we can do it this week, yeah. Showdown Saturdays, baby. We didn't even know what day it was last week. Round three, round four, they're all the same. But anyway, thanks, you guys. Peace out. Play the music.